0: Welcome to the Making Marketing Simple podcast, the no BS, straight talking business podcast for rockstar female business owners in the wedding industry. I'm your host, Rachel McQuaid, marketing mentor and coach. Inside these episodes I'll be sharing fundamental tools, tips and marketing techniques in my trademark no BS way so you can get straight to the juicy action taking that is going to attract and sign your dreamy premium clients with ease and support you in having a whale of a time along the way. Okay, so I am with the lovely Charlotte and Charlotte introduce yourself. What do you do? Tell us about your brand. So,
1: hi, I'm Charlotte. Um, I'm a hand lettering artist, um, so I mainly do calligraphy signage workshops. I've got workbooks available, um, and that's kind of where I found myself after seven years of doing calligraphy, um, where I found my interest is is most, really, so.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a really bad cough. Um, yeah, so we've, for context, we've worked together for I want to say like two or three years now on and off Um, and it's been so good to see like the evolution of what you've done and like the evolution of your brand and how you just kind of have developed into what you do now and like it's just so clear that you love what you do like you love being creative and I hope you're happy for me to say like you are now moving into the best industry in the world the wedding industry so tell me a little bit more about that like where did that come from
1: so yeah it's really weird I was I was thinking about this yesterday um, and talking to my husband about it and I think when I think that have I always wanted to do weddings I think I have but like subconsciously um so I didn't go to uni I went straight into an apprenticeship after school and I kind of so I hit that corporate world straight away And it was quite apparent after a few years in that, that I needed something creative. Like I was just, I was in recruitment at the time. I hated it. Um, And that's when I just started doing like, calligraphy just as an artwork Outlet basically um and I remember being at a you know like you go to like careers fairs and it's like you know yeah careers halls. I hate them. <laughs> hated them but I um I ran into someone of like a big uh hotel chain in London and I was getting talking to her and I was like I really want some events experience I think that's what I want to do like particularly wedding planning um and I was probably 20 at the time and that's like seven years ago so that makes me feel really old um but and she was like oh fine like we can do that um and so I was really excited about it and there was actually a quite traumatic story that came out of the work experience and I long story short didn't end up planning a wedding but ended up silver service waitressing an Egyptian science convention um that I didn't wow that's (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so safe to say I was put off uh, for a little while because I didn't didn't want to put myself out there for yeah. the work experience for a little while but and then I found myself moving into events full-time which is what I do now um alongside this and I think I've just done like the full circle without even realizing it um yeah. so yeah even after doing calligraphy for so long now and you know trying it all like you know the personalized signs and the workshops and stuff like I know now weddings are where I'm supposed to be, um, and it's yeah I, I hadn't really thought about I thought about it, but when you take a step back and you're like oh actually I wanted to do this like seven eight years ago,
0: yeah.
1: um, it's taken me a while to get here, <laughs> um, but I did get here in the end. Um, so oh, that's yeah, what matters. <laughs> well that's what matters. I suppose um, so yeah long long way round, but I think the wedding industry is always somewhere that I've. I've wanted to be and I genuinely just love it like a vibe with the wedding industry and wedding suppliers and everything that comes with it so yeah I'm glad glad I finally got here
0: (laughs) yeah it's such a nice industry to be in it's so funny you said that as well because I feel like I had a similar like journey into the industry where I don't want to say I fell into it because it was intentional but I just kind of got here one day and was like oh right this, yeah. this is it now sort of thing and it sounds like you were like really similar so it's funny um and do you feel like because you got married was it two years ago now
1: last last March
0: last March yeah so do you feel like that had a part to play in like the planning of your own wedding and and that side of things do you feel like that had a part to play in really sort of stepping into and embracing this as as your business as well
1: Yeah I think so because obviously like I knew I wanted to do my own signage um, mainly because I wanted to refresh my website so I used my own wedding as personal gain um, other than gaining a husband Um, and yeah I think that did it was kind of an experiment I could play around with the signs that I really wanted to do because it was on my own agenda Um, and that then made me yeah realize how much I was enjoying it and just being involved in the conversations as a whole um you know with different suppliers and stuff was like it's just a happy industry like you get the bad days of course you do like in any industry and you get you know difficult clients and stuff but it's overall if I'm talking about a wedding I'm genuinely going to be happy about it
0: yeah it is really like I feel like it's like the Disney of industries it's like it's really difficult to be in a bad mood when you're talking to people about their wedding because even though it is stressful like and obviously I'm planning mine at the moment and it is stressful don't get me wrong but at the same time you know the result at the end of it is so worth it and it's so exciting and I think like being part of that especially with something as big as signage like being part of someone's day in that way must just be so fulfilling and so like you said even when you have those days that maybe aren't the best and aren't the happiest of days but it's still kind of it must balance itself out to still make it worth it I suppose.
1: Yeah definitely and I think it was um I had a uh, bride get in touch with me uh, a week or so ago and you know she wanted a table plan but she wasn't kind of sure like what table plan she wanted and she'd seen something she liked on my Instagram and we kind of like brainstormed from there, but it's the buzz of, like she kind of knew what she wanted and like then was like, oh, but could you do something else? And that buzz of being like, well, actually, yeah, you could do this or you could do that and you could do these table place cards or you could try a whole different shape of place cards. And what about this color? And it's just that buzz of being able to as someone that lives and breathes it advise you on like stuff you might not have thought about in your wedding. Um, There's so much out there that you kind of just get lost in what you could and couldn't do for the day. Um, And you ultimately forget stuff. Like you're like, Oh, that's a good idea. You save that. And then like six months later, you're like, Oh, I forgot about that. Um, And that's what I love about like the signage is because I can just be that person to brainstorm all the ideas, put them in front of you. And then, you can ultimately decide like what fits your day, what fits your budget, you know, what journey you want your customers to have, um, whether you want to keep any of it, like what's important basically to you. Yeah. That's what I love. And then seeing it on the day, obviously come together is
0: just the best. Yeah. And like you said, it, it, I can see how you get that creative outlet that you've always been looking for as well, because being able, like for someone to come to you and say, I think this is what I want and then for you to be able to take that and literally turn it into something physically on their wedding day that's like the ultimate creative process isn't it to be able to kind of just take that idea and run with it.
1: Yeah and I think with calligraphy as well a lot of people um, it was funny I was talking to someone yesterday she just didn't quite get what calligraphy was was about and she said you know but isn't there a lot of people you're competing with you know being art and and I was like even calligraphy like you can have such a different style of calligraphy yeah. that it really doesn't matter. Like I find that brides might come to me because they like the style I write with, or they might like my type of flowers or, you know, what materials I use. Like it's not, of course, art is a, is a tricky industry. Like we've always known it, but it's, there's so much confidence and bounce back between calligraphy artists that it's, it's just a nice place to be Um, and me being able to take someone's idea and just Run with that and do it in my style and create it with like my hands is, yeah, is like anything. Although, you can't have a like a day off or a sick day because it's my hands and I can't pass it over to <laughs> someone else.
0: <laughs> I felt like you need to get your hands insured or something.
1: I, I like, probably do, yeah. I was thinking about that,
0: get them protected because that's <laughs> that, they're the gold dust there, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's interesting when you said like because I've talked about this a lot like on my Instagram and I talk to it I talk about it a lot with my clients as well around this idea of competition and especially in the like the wedding industry and the industry that we're in I think it isn't it is a competitive industry like there's no question in that because of the amount of just amount of volume of people Mm -hmm. there are in there but then like you said when you can really kind of like hone in on your style and what makes you You and what makes your brand individual—that's going to be the thing that allows you to kind of step away from that that fear of of competition. Because actually, even though yes, on paper there are countless other people who are doing wedding signage, who are doing calligraphy, who are technically doing the same thing, they're not doing the same thing because it's it's totally different. It's a totally different style, and I think that's the beauty of it. Like, and it's the same with so many creatives in the industry as well. Like. On paper, you could be doing the exact same thing, but actually in practice, it's worlds apart. And I, I just love that.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong, I will still compare myself and you, <laughs> yeah. like you for the last two years have been having a go at me about it. And my husband will literally just walk. <laughs> walk away now whenever I say but so-and-so's doing this and he's like I'm not I'm not talking to you about this again yeah, I
0: feel like me and your husband just kind of tagging you now like <laughs> on both sides of you like stop it yeah,
1: yeah I just talk to the wall now I just moan at myself Yeah. um but of course there's that because you're, you're gonna but it's not necessarily like a bad thing you kind of just you want to be keeping up with the trends um and it's not necessarily something that you can do right away or you haven't practiced that skill yet or something it's still it's a reminder like there is a difference in the industry and that's and even if people are ahead of you like that's still okay it's just a skill that you haven't learned yet or you haven't had had time to try that product yet or you know see how you can work but I think over the last couple of months it's kind of that I have been doing a lot of work of I am different in the way of like my personality I'm very well I'd say I'm laid back people would say I'm probably different um but like I'm just I just don't take it too seriously in that I don't want to be like rigid I've worked in corporate I still work in corporate nine to five I know the difference that I want to be with my brides um and I want to be that kind of relaxed support for you you don't need someone that's like, I need the answers now. I want to do this with your designs. Like I will take your ideas and I'll run with them and just try to be a, a friendly help with the wedding, yeah. wedding planning because it's so stressful as it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean,
0: it's good. I feel like with that as well, like with that, that competition side of things, there is a healthy level of competition, isn't there? Like you said, it is still good to kind of keep up with, trends in the industry and see what other people are doing to see if there's any way that you can kind of extend your skills or fill a knowledge gap or like branch out into another element but I think it is that balance isn't it of like where where does it where's the fine line like where's it getting to a point where I'm now comparing myself in a negative way and like you said I know we've worked a lot on like the mindset side of things around not letting that almost like detaching yourself from it a little bit and just sort of saying, right, I'm going to look at this for half an hour from a purely like strategic point of view. And then I'm just going to stop because that's yeah. when it kind of spirals, doesn't it? And it is easier said than done. Like I do it myself. I fall into that trap more often than I probably care to admit. But I think it's still having that awareness of, right, I'm I'm getting into a bit of a rabbit hole here. I'm going to stop yeah. now that's definitely something that I think is really really important
1: yeah I think and it's something that me and you have worked on as well is kind of that reality of where you're at like um, people always tell me like their journey's their journey your difference like your difference uh, your journey is different but I have to remember like I work nine to five and the calligraphy artist that I'm so-called comparing myself to it's their full-time job so when I see that they're at venues doing live calligraphy and you know they're updating table plans on site and stuff I'm like oh I really wish I was doing that like I physically cannot like I'm yeah. in a Zoom meeting for someone else like I'm not, <laughs> not available to do that um yeah it's kind of just reining yourself in and I just say like, comparing yourself is fine if you're comparing yourself for this like for like yeah. like you know, yeah. can you do that have you tried that product not why aren't you out doing 10 weddings a week on site yes
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> try fitting that around a nine to five it's not happening
0: yeah yeah it's that context isn't it it's like you've got to add context to sorry if you can hear Freya in the background sound. just got home um it is adding that context isn't it like you said you know you you are still working full-time you do have to kind of juggle uh, the nine to five with running your business and kind of building your business and again this is something we've worked on a lot over the uh, last, the last couple of years so how do you feel like that balance is at the moment and what do you feel like for anyone listening who is in a similar position who is kind of juggling that nine to five and building a business what do you feel like you've learned over the last couple of years that has helped you to be able to manage that
1: Oh, Rach. Um, (laughs) I'll put my hands up. I don't say I've got it perfect yet. Um, There's so much work that goes into it. Obviously, you know, weeks vary. I can have a really quiet week at work and be like, oh, this is great. I'm on top of things. And then I can have a week like this week and it's crazy. Um, And you might not have got things done. But one of the things that I have seen a massive difference in, and it's catch-22 because the list is still long because of, doing this but I don't put things in after work now um so before on a Sunday I'd do my Google calendar and I'd be like okay I'm doing this this and this this week and I'd put tasks in after work and then I'd get home from work and be cooking dinner and you know putting a wash load on and doing the things that just life needs us to do and then I'm getting really annoyed with myself that I was behind in business um so for the last couple of months I've basically just stripped out my evenings and actually in my google calendar I've you know put a reoccurring dinner and like (laughs) load the dishwasher and like things that just block out my calendar to remind me I can't do it all yeah evening um and yes that has meant that I can't do things as quickly as I want to sometimes because I'm I'm doing them in the time I've got available but it's taken away that guilt and that sort of just annoyance in myself um which has really helped like mindset wise and then I can use my evening um my weekend sorry and actually get stuff done for a block of time
0: um I would
1: say that's probably one of the biggest things that's made a difference recently
0: yeah I think that's that's so important as well because like you said there's you know you said you you've not got it perfect you've not got it nailed and I think actually no one ever does like it is a it is a process and I know for me when I was still when I was building my business at the start and I was working full-time there is that guilt isn't there because you kind of when you're working on your business you feel like you're missing out on real life when you're doing real life things you feel like you're missing out on your business and so it's it is a catch-22 but I think the the really important thing that you said there is like just being realistic with your time and like going easy on yourself as well, like I know we've talked about this a lot, and again, this is something me and your husband will tag team you on all day long because <laughs> you know we're our own worst critics, aren't we and there there is only so many hours in a day, and like you know one of the most important things to me is like building your business in a way that feels good, and I think if you're not being realistic with your time and you're not being like. Just be having common sense and like looking at your calendar, like realistically and saying, okay, what can I actually get done? Because otherwise, without that, you just end up, like you said, putting blocks in your calendar and moving them over a day, over a day, because it's never going to get done. But then you sort of fall into this trap of beating yourself up and, you know, oh, I'm not getting where I want to get to. And, and all of that sort of spirals. And that's never going to motivate you to want to do the work either, is it? You know, like you do just then sort of get into that that negative headspace. So I think, like you said, you know, there's there's never going to be a perfect balance. But I think you're right. Like just finding that realistic way of, of yeah. managing things is always going to be the, the best way forward.
1: And I think one of the things that you taught me a little while ago of like, and it's it's not all about the money, but it's kind of like that that thing of looking at your list and going, okay, what things are gonna make a movement towards me making money. So, you know, me sitting there and you know, I making my portfolio look nice for two hours. I mean, yeah, but that in comparison to you know, going out to the people that have sat in my DMs, or you know, updating certain things on my website that are actually going to drive money. Yeah. So it's it's stepping back and looking at the ever so long to do list, and just sort of picking out the the things that okay, some of it needs to get done, but what's going to ultimately help yeah. me quicker? Yeah, than just like procrastinating on like making things look pretty and <laughs> updating yeah. Instagram. which I imagine
0: is difficult like as a creative that must be hard because most creatives are perfectionists like let's be honest that is your job is to make things look nice so to kind of pull you away from that and say no actually stop making things look nice just do the practical things it's really difficult and I know for a lot of my clients when I say that to them they're like Rach it's not that easy (laughs) and it is I get it it is really difficult and you know it's easy for me to kind of come into someone's business and say just stop doing that stuff like stop doing the kind of like fluffy nice stuff and do the like create the content or make the changes on your website or look at your sales process like the more probably the more masculine side of things rather than the feminine creative side of things it can be really difficult but I think really it's it's looking at your list with you know prioritization and thinking you know i always say to my clients if they've got a long to-do list look at it and number it you know mm-hmm. like number it in terms of priority and then use that as your to-do list because as you well know like looking at a long list of things to do isn't going to get it done it's just going to make you feel overwhelmed and just make you think oh my god where do i start yeah. so i think you're right like prioritizing and that in hand with being realistic with your time Is all you really can do. It's all that's within your control.
1: Yeah, yeah. Until all the time that I'm working for someone else um, and having to be careful with my time, that is... It's hard. Of course it's hard. Like, I still get to the end of the day. I'm like, oh, okay, I haven't really moved that much this week or this month, but it has been significant movement, although they might be small. Like, it's been significant movement, so it kind of still... Rem- like reminding yourself that it might not be the big jumps but you're still moving in the direction that you want yeah. to be in. um it might yeah. just take a little bit longer
0: yeah and it's it's compounding isn't it like those smaller movements all build up it's like a snowball mm. effect isn't it like those smaller movements build up to the bigger ones and the more you take that like smaller action that then builds up to the bigger things and it can be frustrating but i also think and I, i've probably said this to you before um i actually see having a full time job while you're building your business as a really positive thing because i know full well i couldn't have got my business to where it is now without having the the income from my full time job but also the kind of safety and security that that brought because when i had that to kind of bolster me up i was so much more braver with the decisions that i made in my business like not saying I was like carefree and just did whatever, like went into it willy nilly. But like I did, I did do things with more of a fuck it. Yeah. Let's see what happens yeah. rather than, a mm, is this financially viable? Am I going to get a good return on it You know, like the, the sort of more business head that I look at things with now, because this is my sole income and because this is how I pay my rent. This is how I put food in the fridge, all these kinds of things. Whereas when you have a full-time job, you can be a little bit more riskier and you can sort of play with things a little bit more and be a little bit more daring with it which i think actually is is a superpower sometimes
1: yeah yeah i think it's it's definitely that balance of it's as long as you can put in your head and I'm telling myself this as I'm saying it and kind of just to go talk at myself here, but as long as you can be realistic that it's not going to happen as quickly as you want it to happen. So, you know, I might not be full time in six months, like as long as I can be realistic with that, then you can lean into, okay, as you say, let's use the fact that I don't have to worry about putting a roof over my head at the moment and spend all the time I have got available to make the changes to the business that I want to and, and, and try and experiment and stuff um, as yeah. opposed to being like, I need this out, chasing things that you don't ultimately yeah. want to work on um, because that's how you get yourself caught up with just doing work that you don't want to and clients that you don't want to work yeah. with. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think that's the power of those small compounding actions as well. Like we said before, I think, when you do have that goal in mind of I want this business to be full-time and some people don't like some people are happy to kind of run their businesses on the side while still working full-time for forever um but I think if you do have that end goal in sight of like this will be my full-time job one day it's almost like those smaller steps that you take it's it's a small step but it's still a step towards that end goal and I think reminding of yourself that like you said literally telling yourself that now as you're saying it out loud like that is you you've just got to keep reminding yourself of like i am getting there it might be small steps but it's still a step in the right direction and i think it's it is really a mindset thing around like just keep going just keep moving trust the process and it's the hardest thing in the world like i say it I say it to my clients all the time. It doesn't mean I do it to myself. That's why I have a coach because she she literally says to me, Rach, trust the process. Probably about five times a week. Like every single day, she's like, just trust the process, Rach, because I am a bit of a control freak. And so it is. I understand when people say to me, Rach, that's really hard because I, I find it hard as well. But I also know what happens when you do trust the process and when you do just keep moving and, and keep going and then the results will come. But it it is frustrating when you're in that space and you're like, I just want to do this full time. Like, I just want to, I want this to be my life every single day. And you know that you're not quite there yet. It can be really frustrating, but I think that's where a positive mindset really does save the day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've got a, and I'm, I, as you know, like my mindset is something that I have to work on constantly and you know it's still it's still not quite there but I'm in a much better place than I was um and it is just constantly reminding yourself of that um and just trying to if you feel like you're getting yourself in that rut or you know you're sort of coming to a burnout it's noticing that you are and just stepping away from it like doing whatever you need to do to bring yourself back um yeah mine's like clean my house like yeah. i will take a moment to be like i need to sort my stuff out before i can give anything to anyone else
0: yeah um,
1: so it's just knowing what's going to work for you and what's going to help you stay on track basically
0: yeah and i know we've talked before about kind of finding that that reset and finding the thing that because for a lot of people and i know you've experienced this as well is like when you're in a 9 to 5 that isn't necessarily creative or isn't maybe where like on the same level of of the work that you're doing in your business it can be hard to kind of switch Mm -hmm. between the two and to go from something that is quite like process driven and quite systematic to then going into a creative outlet you can't it's literally two different sides of your brain that you're trying to use and it you can't just switch between the two and so I know we've talked before about like finding that reset whether it is Cleaning your space and like clearing your space to get into that headspace. Or for me, I know it's like going out for a walk and just being in the fresh air. Like that really helps to reset me and really ground me. And I think it's really important to find that thing that you can just kind of ground yourself in and and just almost like put a stop to that part of your life and start the next part of you know yeah. working on this and stuff. And again, easier said than done. But I think you know for anyone listening who has got. A nine-to-five that isn't the same as their business like if you are a creative for example that would always be my my biggest piece of advice is just find something that allows you to kind of step into that version of you and that side of yeah. your brain um, and I know that's something that's that's really helped you before as well yeah definitely Cool well obviously this is a marketing and business podcast I do have to ask you about marketing and business Um, so I would love to know how do you feel it's kind of a two-part question but how do you feel marketing has helped your business that's the first question and then the second part is what do you like or love about marketing?
1: Uh, I would definitely say that just the first thing about marketing is that, and I think I said this to you not so long ago, is that marketing as a word, I think coming from like a corporate background, marketing just sounds so scary. Like when people are like, have you got a marketing strategy? And you're like, oh, no, <laughs> um, like my business is going to fail. I think it was that that as a forefront was just scary anyway. And for so long, I'd be like, well, no, I haven't. And actually I, I did. I just didn't understand that it was it didn't have to be such a big thing. Um, So I would definitely say marketing has helped and understanding that exactly, like we've working with you and stuff that marketing doesn't need to be this like binder of like rules that you're applying by. It's just, you know, making sure you're, if it's Instagram that you're on, like what are you doing on Instagram? Who are you talking to? What messaging are you saying? And how are you staying consistent with that? And, you know, having the little things in place Um, so I would definitely say it's made a massive difference I hands up I'm not always consistent as I like to be um, but I know what I need to do I just it's having the time to do it Um, but yeah I would just definitely say to working with you that I've understood that better and like several light bulb moments of being like okay this isn't actually as hard as it needs to be Um, and what do I like love about marketing I think it's just it is like same as that, like staying on track and not feeling so overwhelmed by it. I mean, of course, there's still I say to you all the time that like you'll be like, wow, you're putting stuff out. I'm like, because I just haven't, <laughs> I just haven't recorded the content or I haven't got the content. Um, but it's knowing what I still need to do with it. Like yeah. I, I like that, you know. I know I need to put an email out. That's that's the first thing. It's just then working out what I'm going to put in the email. Um, yeah. I know that I need to be consistent on Instagram and it's kind of just helping take that away from the pressure of, you know, I need a business plan. I need a marketing plan. I need, I need all these things to even think about succeeding. Um, So yeah, definitely making the marketing clearer and easier to understand to everyday people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That has definitely made a difference to my business. I think even if I'm not doing everything I want to be doing yet, yeah, but I know it's there
0: yeah. yeah well that makes me happy to hear because it means I've done a good job <laughs> but also like it's so interesting that you said that because I think so many people like when I first sit down with a, a new client for example and I would never put someone on the spot and say so what's your business plan or what's your marketing strategy because I know that's such a shit question to ask but there's other ways of and and when I speak to clients and kind of ask the questions of like, what are your plans and where do you see the business going and and that kind of thing? 99% of the time we have a business plan. We have a marketing plan in our heads, but we don't realize that it is a business plan or a marketing plan because like you said, we kind of, especially when you come from a corporate world, which both of us have like, you do imagine it is like this file that sits on a (laughs) shelf that says marketing plan and it's and it's like that's not like yes that is technically a marketing plan it is a business plan but for me like it's got to be actionable it's got to be realistic it's got to be all the things that we've talked about in in this um, episode and I kind of think actually when you boil it down, most people do have a business plan. Most people like they do know where they want their business to be in five or 10 years time. They know what the end goal is. They know how they want to serve their clients or their customers. Like that is a business plan. You know, Mm -hmm. they know how they want to make money. They know how they want to market their services and or their products. And it's just kind of getting that out of your head and into action, I think is sometimes the scary part, but yeah, it's, that's, obviously what I'm here to do like I feel like that's what I was just put on this earth to do is to like debunk that whole thing and like just change the narrative around a business plan and a marketing plan being that folder on a shelf that's like don't you can look but don't touch no you have to actually do the thing that's in the plan
1: (laughs) yeah it's not one of those that you like write out and you're like cool tick put done
0: (laughs) yeah yeah. And also I feel like I was speaking to a client the other day and um she's literally just started her business and she was like, Oh, I don't even have a business plan. And I was like, you don't actually need a business plan. Like unless you're going out to like investors or something, yeah. you don't need a formal written out business plan that's like, this is what I'm gonna do. And as long as you know what you're doing, and as long as you've got an idea of your next step or the next few steps, that's really all you need. And I think actually if you look too far into the future. It can kind of do the opposite and it can kind of throw you off because you sort of think, well, I know what's 10 steps away, but I don't know what one step away is. And you kind of need to then fill in the gaps, which is difficult. So, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you now have a love for marketing because I know you definitely (laughs) didn't when we first started working together.
1: Definitely not. Um, (laughs) It's it's a a grown thing. We we won't talk about Pinterest still, but it's a it's a growing thing.
0: well at least you're on Pinterest now I don't I hope you don't mind me sharing but for everyone listening it took Charlotte let's say a hot minute (laughs) to jump on Pinterest it was an ongoing thing and we will leave that there
1: (laughs) oh yes
0: well thank you so much for your time and for chatting to me it's been so good to kind of talk through everything with you and to just get your perspective on it as well I know obviously we've worked together for a long time now but It's still good to kind of see how you feel like your business has evolved and to get your insight on how you kind of manage business and work and life and everything in between as well. I know there's so many people that will resonate with with what you've said and kind of the things that you have talked through. So um, for anyone listening who wants to get in touch or wants to reach out, how can people find you?
1: um so I am actually in the middle of a rebrand so I'll tell you my name as it stands because I'm not sure when this is coming out
0: I um, feel like it's like an exclusive which is just so exciting <laughs> yeah we, I
1: was I was worried about saying this but I'll say it anyway because then it's I can't go back on it um so at the moment you can find me at itchy x sketchy on Instagram um and TikTok um but I will be rebranding uh it's currently in the process of logo and all the all the nice part of a rebrand um i will be rebranding it to blissfully yours uh in the coming month or two so that will all change and it'll all change automatically anyway so you can still find me but yeah i'm really excited to change it i think it's what the business needs it's what i need personally um i'm not the same person i was um outside of the business and in the business when that name first came about itchy and sketchy um so it's definitely a needed and welcomed change um, that's coming up. So yeah, you can find me over there soon.
0: <laughs> that's so exciting. So I'll tag everything in the show notes so people can find you, but yeah, I'm so excited for this rebrand. Cause I know even when we first started working together, like a few years back now, I know this was something that was on your list and it's just such an, like a rebrand is such an exciting time because it's like a fresh start, isn't it? And it's like a new level. And I know that moving into this new rebrand, it's, it is going to be a new level for you. So.
1: Yeah, I think it was um, more sort of like, I've shown you obviously like the brain dump and stuff that came from it. And it was just, it was just finding words that not only mean something like to the clients, like as a, as a wedding supplier, like I genuinely want people to feel blissful working with me. Like it's stressful enough as it is. You don't need to be stress wedding signage as well like you know it's extremely happy and joyous and peaceful so not only do I want the clients to feel like that but it was also a reminder I said to you the other day like a reminder to myself of that's what I want to feel like myself in a business as a business owner um I want to feel blissful so when I'm having a hard week at work and I'm like why am I working a nine-to-five still it's kind of Going to be that reminder to myself of one day I will be <laughs> blissful um <laughs> uh, and it will be mine so yeah, yeah that's it's really been the perfect name after a long big brainstorm of of different names but yeah I'm really excited for it to mean something um and it not just be this like this title just for the sake of it being like, a yeah. name of a business but for it actually to have meaning behind it um and for me to back it much much more to just serve my clients more really um yeah so that's going to be super exciting
0: yeah I feel like we could do a whole nother episode on this rebrand as well because I know that it has been so intentional for you and to like have a name that you can back and you can stand behind and that's not how you felt about your brand for a while and it does then lead to a disconnect in other things doesn't it like it it's i i rebranded quite soon after I started my business actually for so the OGs I used to be the online business consultant and it took me a while to kind of come around to using my name but actually mainly because no one knows how to spell my name <laughs> first and surname so I can't wait when I get married and I can change my surname to something that is a lot easier for people to spell um, but yeah it, it is a process but I think it's something that you know, once you have that confidence in your brand to really back it, it, it is a whole other level. Like it takes your, your business to a whole nother level automatically because the energy you bring to it is so different. And I know that that's exactly what this rebrand is going to do for you. And I'm just so excited, like so excited to see yep. what it brings for you. Cause I know, I know it's going to be very exciting
1: yeah we can definitely catch up when it's when it's out there and i've had a few months and done all the things to do um we can see how how it's made a difference hopefully
0: yeah definitely yeah we'll do it we'll do a part two (laughs) i'm coming back oh thank you so much and um like i said i'll link everything in the show notes um for anyone that wants to find you thank you